Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, God. Praise him in his holiness. Praise him in his righteousness. Praise him, oh God, in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord, everybody. Scripture teaches us that everything that have breath, praise ye the Lord. But we say to you tonight, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in, dialing in. Thank you for clicking in on your computers, on your cell phones to our Deliverance Conference Bible study tonight. We thank and praise God for the word of God that God has given us. Amen. And we do believe that the word that comes to us, that we give, is coming from the heart of God. Amen. It's coming out of eternity, out of his heart from eternity, straight to us, to be able to stand in the word of God and own the word of God in such a times as these that we're living in today. Father God, we thank and praise you tonight for hearing our cry, hearing our need, hearing our heart's desire in the name of Jesus. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for seeing the condition of the heart of men, seeing our condition, O oh God, and giving us an opportunity through your word, O oh God, tonight to be able to hear the word of truth, hear the word of God, O oh God, and to help us to get this right with you, giving us another opportunity to, O oh God, surrender all in our heart in the name of Jesus. We say, Lord God, speak with clarity. Give us the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the revelation knowledge that we need to know and do your word in the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, where we've fallen short. Bring us back up, O God, and bring us into the presence of you where you would have us to be in your will. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and amen. Amen. We're going to talk tonight about your heart's condition today. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but today. What is your heart's condition today, right now? Well, last week we began to talk about evaluating yourself according to a printout. We said that as we began to study about the good out of your abundance, how much do you spiritually give? We we said that you need to be able to run a printout from your heart. You know how we can run a printout of reports or anything that we have to do, you know, especially if we work and we're at work, we, we're able to run reports and run queries and stuff like that. When we evaluate our heart, we should be able to run a checklist, to run a printout of what's really going on in our heart. What is the condition of our heart? The Lord God is looking on us, and he's looking on us as, as his servants, as his witnesses. Amen. He's looking on us as his believers, as his people. But he's also looking on the other areas, too, as to what are we doing. But because of the condition of our heart, there's not much we're doing on this earth. 
other than just surviving, basically, as believers. Because we feel like somewhere down the line that we don't have to go out and witness. Or once we get into this this great salvation that God has offered to all mankind, we feel like we don't have to share this gospel with nobody. We feel like we don't have a need to share it with nobody else or give it to nobody else or go out into the highways and in the byways as Jesus has proclaimed for us to do. And we don't feel like we have to do that for some strange reason. And because of that, and it is, it's really because of that, because we which are spiritual, who are spiritual, we, we should be able to help such a one, the one that has fallen, deliver such a one, help that one that needs to be converted. We should be spiritual enough and strong enough in the gospel. And that takes place in our heart. We have to be strong enough in our heart to be able to see the need for somebody else. That's what Jesus did. Jesus saw the need of mankind through the love of the Father, and he reached out to all mankind. He suffered hard. He sacrificed. Long-suffering he he, he put out for all mankind. But it was in his heart to do. So it has to be in our heart to be able to reach out to somebody else. It has to be in our heart, just as Jesus set that example. And we're talking again to the spirit, your spirit tonight, amen, because we we want you to be able to hear what the spirit has to say, amen, so that way you'll be able to come to the conclusion of the whole matter, amen. We need to serve God and serve God in spirit and in truth. We need to serve God in holiness and in righteousness on this earth. But in order to do that, the conditions of our heart have to be changed. It must be changed. We've been doing a lot of flip-flopping back and forth, back and forth. A lot of us flip-flop so much that we don't even know if we saved at this moment and the next moment we're not. We don't know. But the thing is, is that we're going through. And going through the process, whether you pass or fail, you're going through it to see if you're going to pass or if you're going to fail. And if you fail, you need to know you're going to go back through it again. Your conditions, your heart's conditions today, what is it? So that evaluation, that checklist, that printout, we ask you today, what is the condition of your heart today, right now? And if God were to declare time no more at this instant, what is the condition of your heart toward him and his will right now? Where would your heart take you? God, I love you, Jesus. Will your heart take you before the Father? in his presence, and you'll be able to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, or will your heart take you in another direction because of being willfully disobedient to the will of God? If the Lord God, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, were to call you home individually, what will the condition of your heart be toward him? toward mankind? How are you going to leave this slate, your reputation, your remembrance? How are you going to leave? What will be the condition of your heart toward yourself right now? These are things that we don't think about because, see, we feel like that we're here forever. Some of us really think that we're not going to die until we get a hundred and so-and-so years old. And we fail to see and and believe and know that God is the author and the finisher of life and death. 
He is the one that determines that, not us. Now, yes, he'll give us the desires of our heart. But in turn, God also wants the desires of his heart. He wants the pleasure out of our lives on this earth. So what is the condition of your heart today, right now? Think about it. Are you in right standing with the Lord? Well, to be in right standing with the Lord, you will have to be in total obedience to his word. On last week, we asked you to evaluate the good that you do, that you serve, that you give, that you offer up to the Lord. We asked you to see if the Lord would say amen to your situation, your circumstances, that which you are offering up to him, that which is spiritual, that you give to him. What was the verdict? You don't have to answer me, but what was the verdict? Your heart's condition today. Condition means anything called for as a requirement before the performance or completion of something else. Anything called for as a requirement before the performance or completion of something else. That's what condition means. The word of God in your heart is essential to your existence, occurrence, and completion in Christ Jesus. There's no way we're going to be able to exemplify and be an example like Jesus on this earth, except we have Jesus, except we have the word of God in our heart. The word of God will modify and restrict the nature, existence, and occurrences of your will and your way. The word of God will change you. The word of God will come in and take it to bold in the heart. Because see, where the word of God is, no other word can reside unless that word is a part of the will of God and the word of God. Because see, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So it's all God. St. Matthew 6 and 19 through 21 reads, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, neither, where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your heart's treasure? I'm let that be a sila moment. Where is your heart's treasure? What treasures are you holding dear to your heart, in your heart? And the treasures that you come up with that you name are these treasures above the Lord God and his treasures that are hidden inside of you. And the treasures that he has hidden inside of you are the treasures that are of his plan and his purpose for his glory in you on this earth. Colossians 3 and 1 through 2 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above and not on things on this earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's when your heart has been conditioned to the word of God. 
when your heart has been conditioned to the word of God, you are in St. Matthew 6 and 33, where it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, Lord. There's nothing wrong with you having a nice house, okay. nice clothing, shoes to match that clothing, which I like. There's nothing wrong with you having a nice vehicle. Nothing wrong with you having having uh, money. There's nothing wrong with those things. But the scripture says, don't allow those things to be your treasure. Because see, we get caught up when see, and we then we like to try and use the excuse to say, well, the Lord has blessed me with this. But the thing is, if God blessed you with it, that same God, Job says that he's that same God that giveth, and he's that same God that will take it away. Amen. So if he takes it away from you, will you still love and serve that same God? Where your treasures are, that's where your heart really is. So what is the condition of your heart today? Where are you at today in his plan and his purpose in your heart? That's something to really think about because, see, we, we play, we're playing church. Because, see, it's time, it's time. I told you last week there's things that are hitting this earth, things that are being revealed now that you better know that you know that your heart is seated in the word of God. You better know that you are being guided and led by the spirit of the living God in spirit and in truth. You better know that at that self-same hour when you need a word to speak on your behalf, that out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth is going to speak, but it's going to speak the word of God and nothing else. Amen. Mm-hmm. You got to know that thing. Genesis 6 and 5 says, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now, he, he didn't see this here in our generation. He saw this here in the beginning. Mm, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Catch that word, continually. Continually means repeated frequently in the same way. It means regularly. It means without interruption. It means constantly. So now if God saw the wickedness of the heart of man, hallelujah, from the very beginning, our generation is just a part of the pack. Tradition tradition has come, and, and it, it just picks up from every generation, generation after generation. But yet God it says, I saw the wickedness of man. And that every imagination of his thoughts of his heart, every imagination of the thoughts of of our hearts, he says, was evil continually. Mm. And the only thing, the only word, the only words that can come in and change that verse of Scripture there is the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that word, you have to stay in that word. Because, see, people, people are teaching that, oh, it don't take all of that. Oh, you don't have to stay in the spirit all the time. If you're in the word of God, you're in the spirit. Yes, ma'am. If you're keeping your mind stayed on him, amen, because he's keeping you in perfect peace because you trust him. 
according to the scripture, you're in the spirit. Yes. Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you have a mind that can go into, it can automatically go into a prayer. It can set up an altar in your mind, and you begin to pray over a situation instead of allowing the situation to get to you, get in your spirit, and minister to you otherwise. Yeah. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, mm. sir. Causing you to do things that are unseemly and that are not in the will of God, your heart's condition today is lining up with the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's lining up with the word, line upon line and precept upon precept. Glory. We got to know where we are in this gospel. We got to stop hitting and missing because, see, the enemy is counting on us to hit and miss in this word. The enemy is counting on us to be shallow and shuck and jive and joke and jester as the word of God teaches us not to do. The enemy is counting on us to debate the word of God. So when trouble comes, we're going to go and call ourselves, going to call fire down from heaven because of who we think we are. But is that word in your heart to call that fire? God, I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. What are what is the condition of your heart today, right now? Again, as I said earlier, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now. Mm-hmm. My Lord. Continually, he said. He said his heart was only evil continually. So that ought to tell you right there in seeing that in Revelation knowledge that tradition was going to come and just sweep the earth. Mm-hmm. Genesis five and six. That that six and five. I'm sorry. It tells you right there that God already knew that we were gonna get caught up mm-hmm. in a mess, and we were gonna be looking at Him funny instead of the situation that's driving us to hell funny. Yes. Well, then, Pastor, may I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. If the wickedness all the way back in Genesis, was continually, then it seems to me it's also generational. It is. And so, therefore, we need to be teaching our children now, equipping them with the good foundation of the Word of God so that this generational curse of wickedness can be broken. Amen. There's a scripture in the Old Testament where the Lord teaches us to teach our children as we sit when we sit around the table, tell our children about his goodness. Yes. Tell our children and teach them. And I think even he told the children of Israel to to write it on their foreheads and yes. wear it on their wrists. Uh I can't think of that word prolacterate or sometimes I, I can't really pronounce that word, but I can spell it. But I mean he even told the children to do that then, and if that hasn't changed, we are to still tell our children of the goodness of God. Yes. But the thing is, where the problem is, is that that I, I I do know that in my generation, in the beginning, my parents, I can truly say my parents did all they knew to do when it came down to the gospel to rear us in the, in the admonition of, of Christ Jesus. Yeah. And a lot of the, what they knew back then, they might have not have quoted scripture, but they had the revelation knowledge of that scripture. Yeah. You see, they had they had revelation knowledge of what was right and what was wrong. 
in the gospel. And they may not, like I said, have been able to pinpoint it and tell you to go to Genesis 6 and 5 and you will see it there. You know, or children, honor your parents, your father and your mother. They might have known, not have known to tell us to go to Exodus or go into the New Testament where it is in the New Testament to tell us to do that. Yeah. But the thing is, they, they, they reverenced the Lord to the point that they knew how to do that. They knew to discipline the children, as, as the, in Proverbs says, that the rod of correction won't hurt them. It's not going to kill them. Mm-hmm. So they did, they did believe in that rod of correction, though they didn't quote no scripture with it, but it's in there. <laughs> I know that's right. I know, because I know about that rod of correction. Yes, Lord. But see, as generations went on, and I do believe from my generation on, it, it, the ball began to start dropping even more. Because now you got babies raising babies. Yeah. And all the thing they're doing is marking what they've seen, marking what they're showing on TV, mm-hmm. marking what they're seeing in the community because everybody is carrying the same status. Nobody is, is standing and causing a standard to, to be taking place in that area. Because everybody's on the same level. Yeah. Everybody has the same mindset. And so, therefore, it, the ball is, is constantly being dropped. The word is just being constantly dropped. Now the younger generation, my grandchildren's generation, they're gonna, they're, it's going to be a blessing if they're able to grasp the word of God. Yeah. It really is. Because, like I said, you know, he said that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Right. Video games, movies, cable TV, all this old crazy music, marking, marring of the body, which is tattoos and all that stuff, all this old crazy, this, all this old freaky mess, <laughs> all this stuff that people Ooh. conjure up with, the evil imaginations of man. All of that, it, it excludes Christ Jesus. It excludes righteousness. Mm-hmm. So it is a generational thing. This is what God saw in his favorite creation that he created before the mess got started. Before the thing even got out of hand, this is what he saw in Genesis 6 and 5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many of us, see, we know, we, we'll we quickly say, oh, I know my heart, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't even tune in tonight, or they then already come on and hung up already because, oh, I know this message already. I know this teaching because I know my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you should have stayed on so I could tell you about Jeremiah 17 and 9 through 10. Again, what the Word of God tells you about your heart. And it says like this, Jeremiah 17 and 9 through 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. This is the word of God. This is not me talking. This is not me saying this. This is what God is saying about our heart. He said that the heart is deceitful above all things. Yes. That tells me that then nothing else is above that old deceptive heart of ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every one of us got one. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who yes. can know it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Who can know it? So now, you know, you know, you got people always talking about, oh, I know my heart. I know what's in my heart. Mm-hmm. But the scripture just called you a lie. 
Okay. The word of God just called everybody that makes a statement to, to that extent a lie. Verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. Yeah. I don't search my heart. The Lord searches it. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing, my Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I pray that my ways are lining up with the will of God. I pray that the fruit of my doings are pleasing as they're being offered to the Father. Yeah. Because, see, he said, I try the reins. I'm searching the heart. I try the reins of it. And I'm going to give you according to your ways and your doings, the fruit of your doings. So, as I said, some of us have already dismissed the lesson because we really believe and feel like we know ourselves in such a manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the word of God, like I said, has called you a liar. Yeah. You really have to stay in the presence of God in order not to yield to what's in your heart that's outside of the will of God. You really have to stay in his presence. In other words, you really have to walk in the spirit and allow the spirit of the word of God to guide and lead you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've learned to justify our faults and wrongdoings by putting a mask over them. So do we come to believe that God is wrong and we are right to that point? We, we, we justify to the point of saying, well, God knows my heart. You might as well say, God, you wrong because uh-uh, okay. what I'm doing is justifiable and I'm, I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. And see, you fooled yourself. You've lied to yourself. Thinking that God, thinking that God is accepting what you're doing, that is an abomination in His sight. Thinking that God has has approved what you're thinking, what you're doing, and the way that you're going, and it's in contrary to His will and His word. Yeah. I'm telling you, people are really messed up because see, the enemy has come in and sold a counterfeit, and he sold it through tradition. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He got this TV. People are just glued to this TV, uh, lusting over what they see other people have and don't know how them people got what they got. And people are trying to make it look like they got it just from saying, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Father. So we justify. We justify our faults and wrongdoings. And we can't get... You cannot get your heart right and in right standing with God. See, we can't do this thing ourselves. I don't care how good I try to be, because my good, as the scripture says, is as a filthy rag in his sight. We can't get it right. Only the word of God can get the heart's condition lined up with what God says. And when it lines up with what God's word is saying, that's where the word of God comes in then and it begins to perfect the word of God that's in you. Isn't that something? The word of God, you have the heart has to line up with the word of God, okay? And then that word of God will still, it turns and it begins to perfect you in the word of God. See, God don't even need no help because, see, the word knows exactly what to do. Yes. The word can play more fields than, 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 than they do on a baseball field. Mm-hmm. 
Because it can go and do what it needs to do in whatever area and wherever it needs to go to. Because, yeah. see, we cut, we cut the Lord God short by thinking that we got to help God do things. We don't have to help God do nothing because his word obeys him. Only God and his word can put our heart in right standing with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the scripture said deceitful. Listen at this. Deceitful means guilty of or involved in deceit. Deceiving or misleading others. Mm, what does that mean? That means I can stand up here and, and in my heart I have intentions. I have the intent to deceive or mislead you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my heart is deceitful. The scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And it's in all of us to do it to one another, a group, or at one time, or one point or another in our lives. It's in us to do until the word of God comes in and replaces that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Till the word of God comes in and takes his abode. Desperately means in a way that shows despair. And I like this part. It says the extreme degree of something. That means I'll go to the limit in this wicked heart of mine, to deceive you. Extreme degree, whatever it's going to take to get what I want, to get what you got, whatever it's going to take to control you, whatever it's going to take, the extreme degree of something, desperately. The scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I tell you, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us when he created us, and he did a magnificent job in creating us. But where did we pick up this deceitfulness? Where did we pick up this evil? And where did we pick it up to do it to one another? Mm-hmm. That's why the word of God has to come in because, see, the word of God is not pleased with the condition of man's heart. Yes. And I say the word of God because, remember, now God is his word. Yes. So I can use that interchange, interchangeably like, like that So because he, it's God, but it's his word. The word of God is not pleased. Yes. We need to yield to what we know in Christ Jesus. Obey the word of God when the word of God comes in your life. When the word of God calls us out of darkness and seek, has sought us and saw us go through time of making, I started to say something else, making a spectacle out of ourselves, mm. messing up, tearing up, destroying. Yeah. When the word of God calls us out of darkness, we need to yield to that word. Because we know that's a word, or you should know that that is a word that is not of the same territory that you've been covering. Mm -hmm. Yield to what you know in the word of God and do it in spirit and in truth. Second Chronicles 16 and 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, the whole earth, to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. 
God will go to lengths for us. He'll go to the limits for us. Mm-hmm. And he'll show himself strong on the behalf of them that their hearts have been perfected toward him. Yes. That's why it don't pay to mess with the people of God. It does not pay because, and even the devil, the devil, if the devil was honest with you, he'll tell you don't mess with God's people. Yes, indeed. Yeah, he would. If he was honest enough, he would tell you that. Because yeah. see, he don't tell you he has to go there and, and worship God and beg and plead with God to get him, to let him to be able to even try you in anything. Yes. He wants you to think that he got all this power and that he can go and do at will when he wants to. Uh-uh. Only habits he can he can reap, reap here and there is outside of the boundaries and the will of God. He, he, he can do that. Yes. Now, if we caught off out there, then guess what? We might be in a snap. (laughs) (laughs) Might get caught in a snap. Okay. (laughs) Proverbs 4 and 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We all got issues. We all got things going on. I was sharing with as my husband and I was talking today. I was telling me, I, 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 you know, I, I, if it sounds like I brag or I boast, but I'm bragging and boasting in what I believe in, in the Father Himself, because of the greatness of what He's done on the inside of me. Yeah. I am so protective over my mind. Yeah. Because I know that the Lord has blessed me with the mind of Christ. And I won't allow people to play with my mind. I won't even allow my own self, my own thoughts to play with my mind. All right now. Amen. Come on, come on, Pastor. I won't allow I won't allow people to, to, to try and influence me and, and try to play mind games on me with, you know, exchanging of words and all that foolishness. I won't allow it. Yes. So in other words, as I not allow those things, I'm guarding my heart. Yes. My heart is being guarded. Now, I know the Holy Ghost has the total parameters. I know that the Holy Ghost has all the the parameters covered, but I, too, have a part to play. Absolutely. Amen. Because, see, I still am encased in this flesh. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And the past and the present will love to always try and bring things up to me. Yes. And trying to play them head games on me. (laughs) I was sharing with him, the Lord has given me an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. I value the hearing of my ears. Mm. Mm -hmm. I value what God has done because, see, and I cannot subject my hearing to anything. I cannot subject my hearing to unusual noises and, and foolish talk. I cannot subject them to that. Yes. Amen. We've got to take a stand in what God has done on the inside of us. That is, if you know what he's done. Okay. Amen. Because that's where a lot of of the believers are falling short. They don't really realize the the magnitude of what God has done for them in spirit and in truth and how he has seated them in heavenly places in him. And in order to be seated in heavenly places in him, you've got to be in the spirit. 
God, I love you, Jesus. And that means that the things that he had to do, mind, spirit, soul, he had to be able to regulate it according to his word in the spirit. And it causes those areas in an individual to be able to be spiritually bound here on this earth, walking every day, going to and from their job, going to and from their home, going to and from running their errands or whatever, but you're doing it in the spirit. Isn't that something? Keep keep your heart with all diligence. Got to guard what God has done. I tell you, I tell you, because I tell you, it, it, it blesses my soul to be able to know that I am a new creature. Yes, sir. See, the scripture says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. See, I didn't take that scripture lightly because, see, I know without a shadow of a doubt, and nobody has to tell me because I can tell my own soul, you are a new creature. Yes, sir. And the word of God will back it up. And see, and that's the problem. See, we want to come into this race, and we want to come into this race with all that baggage that we got out there in the world in sin and talking about God knows my heart, and we don't want to give up nothing. We don't want to come out of our comfort zone, but I want to run with the believers. I want to run with the ones that are saying that they're sold out in Christ Jesus. I want to run run with those that said that they love to be in the spirit. Well, you can't get in the spirit with baggage. God, I love you, Jesus. Mm. You ain't getting in the spirit with all that stuff. Oh, have mercy. I'm not going to get up caught up in all of that. I'm going to go on here. I tell you, because this thing is getting good. I can taste it. <laughs> I can taste this thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we got to, I, I got to say it again, though. You got to protect what God has given you. Don't take it lightly. Yes. And Lord have mercy when he fills you with his precious gift of the Holy Ghost, his spirit himself. Don't let people use that. Don't let people take advantage of you. And don't you take advantage of it by come talking about they don't recognize my gift and they want to use my gift. What? <laughs> Your gift is to edify the church, the body of Christ. Come on, I'm telling you, you got people, people got this thing messed all up. That's why the condition of their heart is not pleasing to the Lord because it's a lack of understanding that went through here with tradition. If people stop trying to gain so much money off of what God has done through his son Jesus, I guarantee you they can get in the spirit then. Yeah. Got too much baggage on them. And they want to be seen. They want a reputation. They want man's approval. I want God's approval. I want God to say well done to me. I don't care nothing about whether man says it or not. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I want to hear the Lord say I am pleased with you. Because, see, when God says I'm pleased with you, that's just like the military when you walk in into this uh, ceremony or whatever it is they have, and if somebody who they, they begin to call and say, attention to order. Well, see, that's just like, that's the way that is with me before the Father. Mm-hmm. See, heaven, heaven has to honor when the Lord says attention to order. 
Amen. When I've done something that he's pleased with, see, heaven has to recognize it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, see, God recognizes it. Amen. So it doesn't matter whether man recognizes, because, see, man going to always be full of jealousy, envy, and strife. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when God says, well done, that's a validation. It's, it's validated, and it says that thing is validated. <laughs> but now, that's that, that's for next week. <laughs> I understand that, but I got to say it's stamped and sealed with his approval. Yes, sir. And one thing about it, you can't. Can't, you can't take that seal of approval once sir. God done stamped it. Well, sir. You, sir. You, you shouldn't bring it in there if you don't want me to talk about it. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Mm. But the heart, your heart's condition today, what is it? Mm. What is it? What is it like? Is it pleasing to God? Mm. Is God able to come in and perfect you? By way of your heart. Because, see, it's going to have to take place in the heart. Yes. Because, see, the heart has a mind. A lot of people think that that organism in your head is what it's talking about. No, 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 no. Your heart, there's a mind in this heart. And we have to be able to allow it to conform, to be transformed by the word of God. Servants of God. The condition of your heart should be as Solomon prayed to the Lord in 1 Kings 3 and 9 when he sought the Lord for wisdom. This should be every servant of God's prayer. Verse 9 says, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart, an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. Mm-hmm. For who is able to judge this thy soul greater people? Yes. Who's able to judge the people of God but God himself? Yes. And we as servants of God, we need to have that on the tip of our lips every time we stand up before the congregation. Amen. What's that scripture again, uh, Pastor? That's First Kings chapter 3, verse 9. We should have an understanding heart. An understanding heart is a heart that can hear what the Spirit has to say. God, I love you, Jesus. An understanding heart is a heart that hears only as God hears. You don't hear about what I know about you and, and, and what I used to know about you when we grew up together. That's not an understanding heart. Pray, Lord, give me a hearing heart, a heart that can hear with spiritual discernment and not one that only sees numbers and dollar signs. A hearing heart with spiritual discernment, so I'll know how to treat my brothers and sisters the same. And I won't be able to have to treat one this way because this one may be well off than the other, or this one may be dressed well, or it may be more intellectually. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right now. Give us a hearing heart with spiritual discernment that we don't compare with people because of what their status is. But we'll be able to treat every man accordingly. But we'll treat them the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to pray that to the Lord. We need to also get a, a, a get get past our will. 
with our human weaknesses and, and see the need of Christ in an individual. We need to be able to see what the Lord God is seeing. We're walking around here. We want to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. We want to be all of that stuff. We're, but the thing is, we want to see people in the, in the outward man. We want to see them in their flesh and then go making a determination there. No, I want to see you in the spirit. I want to see in the spirit realm what God is seeing about you. So see, when God comes in, and I got to admit, the Lord will come in and, and, and tear down, but he also build back up. Yeah. And he tears down with love, and he builds back up with love. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we need to get past our will with its human weaknesses and let the wisdom of God seek the wisdom of God in his people. Staying prayerful before the Lord in this manner will cause us to be the apple of God's eye in his sight, in the sight of his people, not in the sight of man and man's tradition. Because, see, when we begin to really apply the word of God according to the spirit of the Lord God, people fall out with you. Mm. Tradition is going to flush you down the toilet because they're not interested in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we might as well get used to it because, see, if we're really in this race, to run this race according to the will of God, you might as well get ready because it's not going to be an easy jog for you, but yet you've been equipped because you are a jogger in this gospel. You've been equipped to run this race, and you've been equipped to run it to the end. So don't allow the ways of your comfort to cause your heart to not be perfected before the Lord. The Lord only sees the perfection in us through his son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need to ask God in our heart to make our heart right with him. Don't take the words of others, but we need to go straight to the Lord himself and ask him, is my heart right and pleasing in your sight. Mm. We don't need to assume in the gospel. Then after all of that, we need to praise the Lord with a whole heart. Psalms 11, 111 and 1. Praise him in our homes. Praise him in the congregation. Praise him in the local assembly. Praise him when we go to the grocery store. Praise him when we're just driving along. Praise him. Even when we're just laying down resting. Yes, sir. Lastly, are there any questions or comments? I'm about to get scared away like the elder. (laughs) No, go ahead on, Pastor. Amen. Lastly, as a believer, when you simply say to yourself, I'm all right in my heart, You've really not heard the word of God, and you really have not allowed that word to transform you in your heart. You have not allowed the word of God to go into that heart and get down in the very root, the core of that heart, and begin to transform it. The word of God can't be planted in us unless we've heard it. 
Mm-hmm. I know the scripture says one plant, one water, and God adds the increase. I'm not taking away from that. But even in whichever case it may be, that word has to be heard in order for it to be planted. And once it's heard, that word will plant itself, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we hear the word of God, that word, like I said, that's God himself. It already knows what to do. Believe that the word of God will transform you. It will transform your heart. It will give you access and power and authority to God and his word to conform to every situation or circumstance that's in your life. So when things come, it's not hard to just believe God. It's not hard to just go on and let God get the pleasure because, see, everything that we go through is for his pleasure. Even though we may not understand and we want to be fighting mad, we want our eyes to cross up, sweetie. But the thing is, is that we have to give that thing to God. Amen. That word, the word of God will transform us. Don't you know that the word of God will transform you so much so the devil can't even find you? Come on, somebody. All right, ma'am. The devil can't even find you because you're hidden in the word of God. That's how the word transforms. The word will transform us so much that even the devil can't even come because he can't find you. You're hidden in the gospel. You're hidden in the word. As the word of God is lived, acted out, and habitually practiced to conform to it, it will replace the words that have governed us all these years that we have stood on and believed that they were right. All them cuss words that, that was a part of my IQ, it'll come in and uproot all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to have an IQ that was said cuss words. That's all it said. Mm-hmm. But the word of God came. And the word of God began to change everything. It transformed. First of all, it caused me to conform to be transformed. Yes. Mhm. So, and as you begin to live it, because see, once it, once the word of God comes in and begin to transform you, you got to begin to live that word. You got to begin to act that word out. That word has got to be habitually practiced on a day. By day basis. Mm-hmm. The word of God is the transforming agent or power in your walk in salvation. The word of God is alive. It knows what to do and it obeys God. Jesus Christ is our example that has already made the way for us. He has completed every work in your life. Hear me please. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has completed every work in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. See, we want to just look at him and hang him on that cross. This is the season for that. And just, you know, say he rose up with all power. But the thing is, the power that he rose up with completed every work in my life. Everything that's going to try and come and challenge me or test me or try me, Jesus has already completed that in my life. How so? Well, through the word of God. Mm -hmm. 
that has been placed in my heart through the word of God by faith that I believe that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Through the word of God, when God says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Through the word of God, because I'm stupid enough to believe that God said it and God will do it. I'm just that dumb. I like that because, you know, they said that sheep are dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God I, I don't I don't classify myself as being a goat because, see, a goat is bullheaded. Oh. <laughs> they like to buck and kick and come against everything. I'm going to have to teach that one in nice. Are you a sheep or are you a goat? Which one oh. are you? <laughs> Jesus Christ is our example that has already made the way for us all. He yeah. completed every work in your life, my life, for it to be fulfilled in him. Yeah. So it's a guarantee to be fulfilled if you're in the will of God. Mm-hmm. It's guaranteed. Try him and see. Your heart must be fixed, <clears throat> Psalms 57 and 7. That means to make firm, make that word firm and stable and secured in you. And guard your heart. Because the scripture teaches us to guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guard it with all diligence. Make sure you don't allow nobody to come in and change the conditions of your heart as God has said it. So see, you can't be my friend if you think you can change me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't even be my mama and my daddy and my sister and my brother and my children and my children's children if you think that you can change my heart from what God has said it at. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I won't allow it. Tradition, old habits, family, friends, ways, methods, education, intelligence, even my own personal knowledge and experiences, I won't allow it to change me from what God has transformed me into being. Don't go back to where God has saved and delivered you from unless he gives you power and authority to return there and to be a conqueror in that. The word of God is written, it's plain, and it's simple for all of us to understand. Why do we try to go beyond that? Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you think, look in the mirror at yourself and see what you've just become. <laughs> see what you just transformed yourself into based upon your thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ought to be a mess for some people. Lord, have mercy. Watch how and what you think. Let the word of God build in you the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the character, the behavior, the mannerism, and the will of God in you. And this is who God sees when he looks at us. He sees his son, Christ Jesus. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Just let it be. That means permit it to be so. And this mind is a spiritual mind. This mind will give you oneness with the Father. 
winning the battle over your mind and over your mind's will. Over your mind's will will give you the mind of Christ. So don't let your heart outside of the will of God. Don't let it go outside of the will of God and his word. His word will dictate to us only the way Christ Jesus set the example. That's all it's going to do. Yeah. Are there any questions, any comments? We thank God for the word. Uh, Go ahead. I, um, hi, Pastor Tracy. This is Stephanie. I was just wanting to know if you could pray for me. I'm experiencing some challenges at my job. Amen. Prayer on that situation, Amen. please. Amen. Are there any more questions and comments? No, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for the study that you gave us. And we believe, Lord God, that this is your heart toward us. And we believe, Lord God, that you've heard the need and you saw the need and the intent of every heart. And we thank and praise you, Lord God, for giving us another opportunity through your word, oh God, to be perfected in this area. And we ask you, Lord God, tonight that if you would come in by your spirit, oh God, in accordance to the word that we have heard and perceived in our hearts, oh God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you begin to transform us right now. God, in the name of Jesus, do it for your glory. Yes. God, we thank and praise you for the conforming power of the word of God, and we thank you for how it transforms us. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, God, have your way tonight. Yes, Lord. Every hearer, every doer of your word, oh, God, the word of God that has been heard and perceived in the heart, oh God, begin yes. now, oh God, to uproot, oh yes. God, everything that's not like you in that heart. Yes. Oh God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will begin to sow, oh God, begin to plow up, beat up, oh God, the fallow ground. Do it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, do it, Lord. Those things that are in our hearts, oh God, that's contrary to your will, that yes. causes us to walk in the ways of unrighteousness, O oh God. The word of God that we've heard tonight, the word of God that we've perceived tonight, O oh God, let us begin to walk in the will and the way of your righteousness, O oh God. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. And Lord God, my sister that says, pray for me. Yes. Lord God, open up her eyes of understanding in her heart. Yes, sir. Open up the eyes of her understanding, oh God, through her heart. That she will be able to understand, Lord God, the will, that good and perfect will of God in Christ Jesus. Help her, oh God, as she begin to go in and out of that job. Yes. Mm. Oh, God, even deafen her ears that she will not hear, oh, God, 
the ridicule, the sneering, the laughter. Help her, oh God, that she don't even see through her natural eyes the things that the the tricks, oh God, that the enemy has set forth before her in the name of Jesus. Come in, oh God, in that heart right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, and begin to pave a new way for her, oh God, in accordance to your word, in the name of Jesus. Mm. Help her, Lord God, to understand. Help her, Lord God, to know and to do according to your will. Mm. Oh, God, in the mind, that mind, oh, God. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would speak peace to her mind, Father, right now. Right now, Lord. Do it, Lord. Hallelujah. Peace to her mind, oh, God. Hallelujah. Peace, oh, God, that she will be able to understand the things that are going on, oh, God, and why they're going on. Peace to the, oh God, to the point, oh God, that you would lead and guide her to your word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give her the understanding, oh God, as you draw her near. Yes, sir. To the will of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help her, Lord God. She's been asking, oh God, she's been asking. Show her now, Lord God, how to do this thing. Show her how to do this. Yes. And let her begin now to rise up, oh God. Rise yes. up and walk in the will of God. Walk in the perfection of God. Yes. Through that changed heart, oh God, that you've given her. Yes. In the name of Jesus. The let your will be done, Father. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Help her, oh God, to take her eyes off of others, oh God, and yes. keep her eyes on you. Yes. Mm. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you, we thank you, Lord God, for every hearer, yes. oh God, and doer of your word on the line yes. or on the computer. Glory. We ask, oh God, that you meet them where they are. Yes. It's so to Meet them where they are in accordance to your need in them in Christ Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. God and lead them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, yes. and help them to understand your good and perfect way. Yes. Mm. Oh, God, we thank you tonight for what you've spoken to us, and we thank you for how you're going to carry us on through it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, and all that he's done. We thank you for the completed work for each one of our lives, oh, God, in you. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God, in us. Have your way, oh, God, and do according to your will. Do that which you've called us to do. As only you can do. Perfect it, Father. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we thank you. In Jesus' name we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Glory to God. We would like to say before we go to the to the hearers that on the 18th of um, Saturday, the 18th, we will be attending, Personal Touch will be attending the Women's Annual Conference in D.C. at uh, Bishop Smith, Alan Smith, Faith Temple Church of All Nations, Pentecostal Deliverance Ministries at 1719 North Capitol Street, Northeast. Join us if you can. We're going to have a high time, I tell you, in the Lord. We're going to have a high time in the Lord, and the Lord is going to speak to our hearts 
Amen. According to his will. It's the annual women's conference. So we you thank and praise God. You put that out on email, will you, Pastor? Yes. Thank you. We thank and praise God for you all tonight. Yes, thank and praise God for you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. God, God bless you all. Good night. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.